Somebody say amen. It's good to learn word, the word of God. Amen. Hence, I, 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 I want to go straight into it. I want to teach you tonight. I want to teach you because God is opening up my heart into so many things and, and, and giving me some from fresh perspective on a lot of stuff. And I want to share it with you as we go on on a Wednesday night. I want to share with you uh, because I believe Wednesday night is a, is a night to teach you. Amen. So you want to learn the word tonight. I'm speaking on, on sowing versus throwing. Sowing versus throwing. Two different paradigms, two different meanings. Sowing versus throwing. I want to say this at the very outset. If you think I'm only talking about money, then you are really warped in your mindset. Because this has not got nothing to do with about money. It's got to do with about everything about life. Shake your neighbor and say life. Because principle is principle. Whether you, you can be as close to Jesus as Moses was. You can be as close to Jesus as Paul was. You can be as close to Jesus as whoever in the Bible was. You can be as close to whoever you want to be. But you can be as close to Jesus as, what, as whatever you say you are now. You can say, Jesus hears me. Jesus talks to me. He does that to me as well. Uh, you can say all of that stuff. But if you jump off a 10-story building, you die. Yeah. Let me say that again. You can come to Destiny Worship Center. You can pay your tithe. You can, you can come to every prayer meeting. You can pray as hard as you want to. You can, you can be my best co uh, uh, congregant. You can be my son. You can be my daughter. You jump over a 10-story building. Whether you know me or not, you're dying. Why? Because the minute you leave the 10th story, the law of gravity, the principle of gravity will kick in. The principle will kick in. I'm talking to you. The principle will kick in. Not my feelings. Not my emotions. I love you. I care for you. And God knows I love everyone in my congregation. But whether I love you or not, it means nothing when you are disobeying a principle. And when you're living outside of principle and when you're doing things outside of principle, nothing can save you, not even God. Because God is a principle-keeping God, just like he's a covenant-keeping God. God is a principle God. Am I making my point? And the principle of sowing and reaping is true financially, it is true emotionally. It is true in your daily walk that what you sow, you will reap. Amen. Believe this, that if you have sown disrespect, then you must reap disrespect. Whatever you sow, it's coming back. You hurt somebody, it's coming back to you. What you sow, you will reap. Am I talking to you tonight? And that's not my sermon, but I want to get that right with you today as we, as we start this journey. And I've got 10 slides to take you through. I want to, I want to, I want to get your mind in the right place. Don't go, go don't sit here and say, Pastor's talking about money. I'm talking about life. Hence, Apurujia, it is a principle that goes beyond finance. It is a life principle. Somebody say life principle. We're going to talk about sowing and reaping and, 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 and sowing versus throwing. What is sowing versus throwing? Sowing versus throwing is this, to sow, it is to plant seed in a specific surface, at a specific time, in a specific position. Tell your neighbor, sowing is planting seed into a specific surface, at a specific time, in a specific position. Did your neighbor hear you? Amen. Chris, just drop my volume a little bit, son. I really admire Chris for being in church tonight. For those of you who don't know, he lost his dad yesterday. And yet he's in church tonight. We appreciate you, son. Thank you for all you do and for your commitment to the house. 
What is throwing then? What is throwing? Throwing is to propel a seed or an object into the atmosphere without knowing where and how it's going to land. In the hope that it will land somewhere. I'm going to say that again. It is to propel a seed or an object into the atmosphere without knowing where and how it's going to land. In hope that it lands somewhere. That's what throwing is. Now, I don't know about you, but there's been many times since today that I expected a harvest to come. But the harvest never came. And when I was preparing this, I realized now why there are so many harvests, Morris, that we have missed. Because we didn't sow it. We threw it. When you throw it, and that's why, be careful when you go and you don't know where you are and you, you hear something and you just, you just feel in your spirit, I must go and throw an offering. Be careful that throwing an offering in the wrong soil, throwing an offering where you don't know what's going to happen to it, won't bring you a harvest. You say, but God has sowed. So I don't want to get carried away. I want to get into the next one. And my key text for the scripture or for tonight is Mark chapter 4, verse 3 to 8 in the Amplified. It says this, listen, a sower went out to sow seed. And as he was sowing, some seed fell, somebody say fell, by the road. And the birds came and ate it up. Other seed fell, somebody say fell, on rocks where there was not much soil. And immediately a plant, listen to this, listen to this, fell on rocks where there was not much soil, meaning a little bit of soil. And immediately a plant sprung up because the soil had no depth. A plant sprung up because the soil had no depth. And when the sun came and the plant was scorched, and because it had no what root, it dried up and withered away. Other seed fell among thorns, and the thorns came up and choked it, and it yielded no grain. And the other seed fell into, fell where? Where? Into. It means that there was a parting, amen, of the surface, amen. There was a parting of the surface that was able to engage the seed. Fell into good soil. And as the plants grew and increased, they yielded a crop and produced what? 30, 60, and 100 times as much as had been sown. I want to talk to you quickly about these surfaces. Road. Road. What is a road look for, uh, used for? A road is used for transportation. A road can never give you harvest. It can only give you safe transportation. Be careful that if you don't know the surface and you misuse the surface. If you think that that surface is good for sowing, all your seed will do is get crushed. Mm. Mm. But all is done, and many people want to get to where other people are by sowing on the road that they traveled. You can't sow on the road. Many people look at other people and say, I want to be where he is. So I saw on the road. But if you saw on the road, 
You can't get to where he is. You can't get to where she is. Because you're sowing on the road. Not on the soil. Are, are you listening? And other seed fell on rocks where there was not much soil. And immediately it sprung up. How many of you, and, and I believe this, and, and, and as the Lord gave me the, the, the wisdom, um, I believe some people go to a meeting. And they go to this meeting. And as they go to this meeting, they're not part of that soil. They're not part of that house. They're not part of anything that's going on there. And all of a sudden, they sow a seed. They get their miracle. They leave a house that they were going to. They go to a house where they got there. Am I talking to somebody? But only to realize it sprung up so quick. And it took so quick to come up. And I react because it came so quick. Not realizing there is no soil. There is no root. And because there is a lack of soil. It's not planted. It has no root. So when the sun comes. It scorches it. And it never runs for short term miracles. Mm. And some seed fell among the thorns. And the thorns choked it. Who are thorns? Who are thorns? People around you. That can choke your success. That can choke your miracles. That can choke what you want to do. Are you listening to what I'm saying? But tonight I want to teach you about throwing. Let's go to throwing first. And there's some things I want to show you in, about throwing. When you throw. The responsibility of the seed. Remains with the thrower. The harvest is never guaranteed. Because the responsibility of the seed remains where? With the thrower. Because remember what I said about throwing, son. That throwing, you throw it into the atmosphere and you hope that it lands somewhere. So the responsibility of the seed is still in your hand. Amen. It hasn't left your, it's left your hand in the natural, but in the spiritual, it's still in your hand. Amen. It's still in your hand. So the responsibility of the seed Remains with the thrower. Harvest is never guaranteed. Harvest is never guaranteed. The seed never lasts long because there is no depth in the surface. Are you listening to what I'm saying? When you're throwing seed, the seed has no depth because you didn't take the time to plant. And the Bible says you shall be planted by the rivers of living water and you'll bring forth your fruit in due season. You can never, ever expect harvest from anything that's not planted. Are you listening to what I'm saying? If you are sowing into your hobby, education, your job, your business, and if it outweighs your sowing into the house of God, then you will find more value in your hobby Ah, then God. That means you are willing to throw away money on your hobby. Ah, how many, how many, how many, how many businessmen we have that have made bad investments? Oh, come on. And you lose money, but you're okay to say, I tried and I lost. But yet, to do what's right in the house of God. 
We find it difficult to spend money. We find it difficult to invest in a soil that your harvest is guaranteed. Your investment is secure. Ah, come on. You'll you, you learn. It, it's so important to understand that when you are a thrower, your hobby, your hobby, how many people spend money on cars, spend money on, 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 on ridiculous things, hobbies? Uh, I, I was talking to a guy the other, the other morning, and he bought this, uh, the thing that flies everywhere. And, 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 and this guy, he bought a camera. So I asked him, I said, so how much, how much have you spent already? He, he said, about 15000 And I'm going to buy another object now for 6000 I'm going to add this. And I'm going to add that. And then the other day, because he comes, he comes down and he gets his coffee where I get my coffee. And I asked him, I said, hey, how's, the, how's this thing that you bought? And he said, hey, you know what, Pastor, man, hey. I was I was flying it and it hit the the the, the, the goalposts of 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 the of, of the field, shattered. He said now I'm repairing it. So I said how much it can cost you to repair? He said no, nah, not much. Maybe another five six thousand. It. We laugh, but it's easier for you to invest in hobbies, to invest in education. Oh no, come on somebody. People won't do Bible school. You know why? It's 250 rand or 390 rand a month. It's 3,900 rand a year. And some of you will buy stuff for 5,000 rand in one day. And see more value in that than to see in education of the word. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Some, some people will, will neglect church because of education. Some people will neglect church because of the job. Some people will neglect church because of Oh, pastor, you know, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm doing that, I'm doing that. We, we find every excuse to neglect the house of God. But when you are unemployed, mm, when you have no money, when you have nothing, everything is going bad. Where you go? Where you go? Where you go? You don't go to the movies. You don't go to your best friend. You come to the house of God. And you're expecting God to come through for you, yet you have nothing. And I put nothing at his altar. And now you want God to be urgent about you. When you were never urgent about him. In the first place. Why? Because everybody thinks they know it all. Oh come on. When you are a thrower. You see more value in those things. You see more value in business. You see more value in, in, in jobs. You see more value in, 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 in education. You see more value in hobbies. Than you do see in God. And Matthew 6 verse 21 says this. Very nicely, it says, where a man's treasure lies, there lies his heart. I'll know, I'll know you love God. I'll know you love his house. When I see that the value you place on him is far greater than the value you place on everything else around you. And God will say this, I will, you, I will not share my glory with anybody. Don't make me a part of your budget. Because I'm bigger than your budget. Don't make me a part of, oh, this is my tithe. Tick. God stands and he looks at you and he says, do you not even realize how great I am? That all I'm doing is trying to discipline you to understand that there's a principle that you need to operate by. But it's a, it's a simple thing. When you put your job before your relationships, when you put business before your relationships, when you put, when you put, when you put people in front of your relationships. When you do things like that, what you sow, you reap. And you become a thrower. You throw your love on anything and anybody. 
And you become, a, anybody becomes your friend so easily. You're so easily accessible. Simply because you're a thrower, you're not a sower. Because sowing takes commitment. Somebody say amen. And now we're going to go on. And then as we go on, we find that when you are a thrower, when you're throwing, throwing in shallow soil means your seed is exposed. True? Never sow to be seen by men. Wow. Uh, uh, let's get the analogy. Here is Brighton. Here's a man sowing. And as he's sowing, the Bible says that they, it's on rocks. There's a little bit of soil, meaning this, the half the seed is exposed. And some people, some people will sow to be seen. But the Bible says when you give with your right hand, the left hand should. Oh. Or, uh, when, you, when you do something with somebody with your right hand, your left hand should know. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Because somehow on Divasi, we as Christians have become, uh, we, we love accolades. We love patting on the back. I did this for Ricky. You know, I am the reason why Ricky is where he is. We like to tell people how much we give. We like to tell people who we are. And God looks at you and says, but that kind of seed would give you a short-term plant or short-term success. But it won't give you a long-term one. Why? Because you just did it to be seen. You listen to what I'm saying. So important when you are a thrower, you understand that you don't do things so people can see. Why? Because the soil is shallow. True sowing, the seed is never seen or exposed to others. But it is what? Where? Where? Deep. It's planted where? Deep. Any seed that's planted in a shallow surface won't grow as effectively as one that is planted in a deep surface. That's what the Bible says. Deep cries out to deep. You know what that means, Neville? Deep cries out to deep. It means deep reacts to deep. So in other words, dig to go deep so that deep can cry out to deep. Not throwers, uh, throwers are not committed to the soil. Is that good? Is that good? Because throwers are not committed to the soil. They're not. And does not partake in long-term vision. When you're a thrower, you're a short-term person. You're not in DWC for, for years. You're here to just get your job, get your car, get your house, and then tickets. <laughs> Sister Michelle, tickets mean you're gone. <laughs> She asked, Dean, what's tickets? <laughs> tickets is, in my terms, that's my, my lingo, your pastor's lingo. T when, when I say someone's tickets, they're gone. Why? Because there are some people who come into an environment like ours where miracles are happening. You see, people are getting new cars. People are getting new houses. Every, almost every second week, I'm blessing cars in this church. I I'm blessing homes. I'm blessing people are getting new jobs. Every week, I'm doing But the ratio of people stay is low. Why? Because people come to an environment like this, they get what they want out of the soil and they take it. You almost learned that one. They, they're not committed to the soil. Not committed to the soil. They, they does not partake in a long-term vision. They don't want to know what's coming ahead. They want what they want. Now take it and go. Amen? They want a quick return. Hence, shallow soil. Shallow soil. And they can leave an environment easily because they have never 
and they were never planted. It's also difficult when you are planted to leave any place. To leave a relationship, it's difficult. To leave a house, it's difficult. To leave, to leave friends, it's difficult. When you are planted. When you are planted next to that person, that person cannot talk to you, but you remain. Why? Because men, that person stood with you through thick and thin. They were planted. They were planted. Not shallow soil, but they dug deep. And, and they, they were with you. When no one else was with you, they were with you. You listening to what I'm saying? And let, let's understand this. Let's understand this. That, that as you are listening to me, some of you are getting disobedient. Let's be honest. There are some people, Dean, sitting in church. And now, at about this time, the temperature is rising. And saying now, but pastor, you know, uh, uh, you know, I had to buy that, and I had to do this, and I had to do this, and I had to do it. And I understand that, but let me tell you what the word says about disobedience. Let's talk about the fruit of disobedience. If you want to continue being a thrower, you want to be one that does not want to activate principles in your life and sow good seeds, sow good seeds financially, go sow good seeds uh, uh, with your business, sow good seeds with your relationships. Let's see what the fruit of disobedience is. And I'm giving you two versions here. If also after these things, you do not obey. So God is saying, after I've spoken to you, after I've given you scripture, after I've told you how not to be a thrower, after I've done all of this, and you don't want to obey me, he's saying this, then I will punish you seven times more for your sins. All right? And he says, I will also break down your pride of power. Huh? I'll break down your pride of power. Uh, it's the first time ever in scripture that you hear, I know that the scripture says in the book of James, that God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. I never heard God speak about pride like this before in the word. He says, I will break down your pride of power. I will also make your sky like iron. Oh, my word. I'll make your sky, what? Like iron. And your earth like bronze. Your strength will be spent uselessly. For your land will not yield its produce. And the trees of the land will not yield their fruit. Listen to the message version. It says this. And if none of this works in getting your attention. I'll discipline you seven times over for your sins. I'll break. I'll break your. Strong pride. Say it softly. I'll break your strong pride. I'll make the skies above you like the sheet of tin. And the ground under you like cast iron. No matter how hard you work. No matter what you do. No matter where you go. No matter who you pay. No matter what. Nothing will come of it. No crops out of the ground. No fruit of the trees. This is what God is saying. That some are not getting where they should get. You're praying and there's no rain coming from the sky. Because God has made the sky like iron. Woo! Woo! Hey! Charlotte, when God was giving me his word, I said, No, Lord, not my church. Let me give it to another church. He said, you're the father of that house. You're not supposed to. I was sharing this individually with a few sons that met me along the way in this past two weeks. And I shared it individually. But God said to me, you are wrong. He disciplined me. He said, when I give you a word, it's not for one. 
It's for everybody. Go and educate your house. And some of you are not receiving rain. Some of you, the cloud is in the sky. But under the cloud, before it busts open, under the cloud, there's a sheet of iron. The ground you're standing on is like bronze. Why? Because you have strong pride. No, well, you know what strong pride? Strong pride, I, I looked this thing up. Strong pride, uh, uh, some people give this definition of strong pride. Webster gives this definition, I think it is. He says strong, strong pride is when somebody is so proud that they themselves don't know they're proud. They actually ask their husband and wife, am I proud, baby? True. Am I proud? The wife says, never. Husband says, never. You know why, Milana? Because they're so proud that they themselves don't even realize that they're proud. And God says, because I'm trying to get your attention, but you refuse to give me your attention. You refuse to listen to me. So because you refuse, the two things you need, which is water and soil, are cut it off. And I leave you to live in between because you don't want. You want your strong pride. And I'll wait and I'll break you down and I'll break you down and I'll break you down. And I'll disintegrate, disintegrate you literally until you realize who I am and who you are. And, and sometimes God has a hard time with us. Come on. You see, I come to, I come to this conclusion a long time ago. Long time ago. You, Steve, I tell you the truth. When I started this church, I thought it was about me. True story. True story. My wife used to poke me and say, Hey, your head is too big. True. Your head is too big. Then I realized something. That everything that I've done was not me. It was him. You understand? And the church within three months started to grow. When my head became small. Ah. When we were in Reedfontein Road. Or not Reedfontein Road. Magnolia Road. My head has to become small. As a hundred, hundred square meter shop. That we were in. For us to get bigger as a church. Because if I had to remain in my pride. And, and let me say this to you. Sometimes we are just holding on to the thing. That God wants you to let go of. And the minute you let go of it. It's like picking a switch. It's like flicking a switch because it's quick as he put the iron in the sky and the bronze on the floor. If he flicks the switch, uh, it can start to rain and you're never prepared for it. Are you listening to what I'm saying? When you understand about what you are, and, and let me say this to you, it's important that you identify. Identify because he's saying, if nothing gets your attention, if after me talking to you over and over and over again, and you still think you're the best thing since Chappie's bubblegum. Then when you look up and you're prophesying like Elijah, I hear the sound of abundance of rain. Nothing's coming your way. You say, I'm sowing, Lord. I'm taking it and I'm sowing, Lord. And I'm doing good for the poor, Lord. And I'm doing this, Lord. And God says, unfortunately, your ground is like bronze. And nothing's coming your way. Be careful. And I'm saying this congregation. Understand this. If you have pride, kill it. Kill it. I said to the Bible school last night, if you have nothing, say you got nothing. Don't, don't act like you got so much and you're going to have a big conversation about who and what and who. 
I was talking to someone the other day. They said, telling me they're buying a Ferrari. And la, 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 la. I speak to another guy this morning, and he tell me the guy don't even have bread in his house. <laughs> Forget the Ferrari. Just get Albany. Praise the Lord. It's important. I found that Albany tastes better than a Ferrari. I don't know if anyone knows what I'm talking about. Albany tastes much better. Much. We just put some butter. It tastes much better than a Ferrari. Uh, have I given you something? Amen. It's getting better. Let's go to the fruit of obedience. What happens if you say, you know what, Pastor? This word has really spoken to me. And I'm, I'm not going to be a thrower. I'm going to be a sower. I'm going to be one who changes my mind, changes my heart. And I'm going to say, Lord, from now on, I'm going to be obedient. What does he say about obedience? He says in Isaiah 30 verse 23, Then he will give you rain for the seed which you will... Where's the seed? You sowed it already. already. No. You didn't sow it. What does the scripture say? What is... He'll give you rain... For the, for the seed that? What is he saying there, Nicholas? He's saying for the, for the? That you, what? So imagine, the seed is in your hand. You never sowed it yet. It's raining. Ah. You never sowed the seed yet. You never took it out of your pocket. Ah. You never did the EFT. Raining. Ah. You know what happens, Morris? When you take a seed and you put it in wet soil. Go study agriculture. The chances of that seed springing up, Sister Mogi, quicker. The Bible says that Isaac sowed and he reaped in the same year. God is saying here, he's saying, I will give you what? I'll give you rain for the seed which you will sow in the ground. Where? 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 In the ground. And bread from the yield of the ground. Imagine. He's giving you rain. He's giving you bread. You never sowed the seed yet. Your cupboards are full already. You did nothing. Just because you turned to him in obedience. Just because he got your attention. Just because you, uh, just, just because you turned and said, Lord. Sinner, Lord. Sinner Jesus. But you got my attention. I'm turning, Lord. I'm turning. Proud people don't turn. Proud people. I am who I am. This is me. Nobody gonna change me. Stay there like that there. Your sky is like iron. Your, your crown like bronze. Go go find yourself someplace. You can't even find a hole. Because the bronze can't make a hole. And iron you can't make a hole. So stand and just die somewhere. <laughs> Sorry about that. But it's a reality. <laughs> because if nothing coming from the ground, nothing coming from the sky, it's a matter of time your oxygen is going to go. <laughs> hey, your pastor's a bad man. Listen, and yield to the ground and will be what? Will be what? And what? Rich and On that day, your livestock will graze in a roomy pasture. You know what? You won't just have a green patch. 
You have a small lawn. You'll have a roomy pass. He's saying, if you just be obedient. And this is what the Lord told me. He says, God has a plan for the seed in your hand. God has already got a plan. When he put the seed, the Bible says he gives seed to the who? To the sower, not the thrower. Amen. Let's see what sowing is all about. The responsibility of the seed is now transferred to the soil. You remember what I told you when you throw? The responsibility of the seed is in whose hand? Still in your hand. But when you sow, the responsibility of the seed is taken on by the soil. In other words, if I am sowing and I put seed in the soil, whose responsibility is the seed? Can't be yours. Can't be yours. The responsibility of the seed is now the soil. It's now the soil. Because the soil it gets impregnated by the seed. Oh, come on. When a woman receives a seed in her womb, it's not the responsibility of the seed to grow. It's the responsibility of the womb to make it grow. The umbilical cord shows up. The fluid shows up. The seed just got there. Come on. The seed just makes it way there. It's got to get planted. When it gets planted, the environment causes the seed to produce and bring out. So whose responsibility is the seed once it leaves your hand? The soil. The soil. Why are you worried about ends meet? Can I tell you why? Because you're still holding the seed in your hand. Because you ate the seed, you never sowed it. That's why you worry about mountain. Because you ate it. You threw it. Oh, pastor, you know what? You know what happened? My friend, oh, my friend is in such deep trouble. I took the money and I gave my friend. So why when you're losing your house, you don't go to your friend? Why are you coming to God? Because you just threw away seed. Some people say, I, I, I take a little bit and I put my tide, and then the rest of my tide I feed the poor. You didn't sow a tide. If it's not your percentage, you didn't sow a tide. You didn't. Don't get your mind out of the thing. Just because you're appeasing your conscience, you fed the poor. No, feeding the poor is separate to the principle. You listen to what I'm saying. And some of you are just throwing, you're like throwing money, throwing money on the poor. They're always poor. That's why Jesus said, they'll always remain poor. The poor, you'll have them every day of the week. But me, they always destitute. They always don't care. They always, and what you do, you're throwing money. Because their soil is not blessing you. Their soil is not working for you. What is their soil? Hey, there comes Stuart. History, hey, things are bad, Stuart. Things are bad, Stuart. No, things are bad. Yes, Chewy, A. Hey, you know what? Hey, there's 500. They're not blessing you, Chewy. They're looking at you as an ATM. They're not returning a blessing. But when I sow, I expect you to pray for me. 
When I sow, I expect you to remember me before you sleep, Narasha. I, when I sow, because the obligation of the soil is to bless the seed. And anything you throw, nobody's blessing. Nobody's blessing. I will give people money and I'll say, pray for me. But there's some money that I know I threw it. No harvest. No harvest. You can wait 20 years is the day. No harvest. And from the first year to the 20th year, they're still poor. Come on. Come on. We need to stop throwing. We need to stop throwing. We need to start investing and sowing into God. Because the investment is more secure in God. Rather bring your friend to church. Oh, come on. You know, Narasha, I, I was a fool to think that people will even take bread and not eat it. But sell it. Okay? I was a fool to think that the same six-pack of long-life milk I bought for people was sold to the neighbor. So I ask you, was that throwing or was that sowing? That was throwing. Uh, sowing was opening the milk, open your mouth, pour it down. Yes, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I wanted you all to laugh because I was getting very serious, serious in church. But there is a commitment and a consistency because the value of God and his house outweighs anything else in my life. There's a commitment to God because I realize, man, if it was not for God, Vaughn, you wouldn't have Emma. So I'm committed to God. I'm consistent when it comes to him. Why? Because when he was, when he gave me Milana, when he blessed me, he was consistent in the way he blessed me. Come on. And I look at you tonight and I think of you and Dion, where a doctor would have told you because of, 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 of what's the thing you had? Lupus. That you should never be pregnant because you had lupus. God heals you of lupus, makes you pregnant with a baby, give you a healthy, normal baby. That speaks of a consistent God that he can heal you. He can give you a miracle. He'll bring you through. Oh, come on. Oh, come on. Am I talking to anybody here tonight? God is consistent, but it's us that's inconsistent. It's us that mess around. It's us that, that, that say, oh, no, not now. Maybe next month. No, no. Let me wait. I, I, I didn't write this down, but, but I thought about this, Sister Moshele. Imagine if God had to be as inconsistent as us. Oh. Imagine if God had to take five minutes and just be inconsistent for five minutes. Imagine he had to just say to the earth, just stop spinning for a second. Do you know that the earth spins at exactly the same pace, at exactly the same time? And exactly when the sun goes down here, it goes up in another world. It, when, it, when the moon goes down here, it goes up in another world. It actually turns and reflects on the earth and on the, on the city it's supposed to at a specific time. Imagine God was inconsistent. But yet man is so inconsistent. You know why we live, rocks, you know how we live? Emotions. Feelings. God is not a God of feelings. 
Believe me, if you're crying, God is not moved by your tears. God's not moved by your tears if you are not operating principle. He's saying to you, uncle, I'm trying to get your attention. Operate principle. My mindset when I'm a sower, when I'm a sower, my mindset is one of long, longevity. When I sow, I think long term. Deuteronomy 7 verse 9 says, God is a generation, generational God. He blesses a thousand generations after. You know, Darian, the Bible says that the sins of the father fall on the third and the fourth. But if you go read the book of Deuteronomy, he's saying this, that if you keep my commandments, you keep my, I'll bless a thousand generations after. That means a sin can only touch the third and fourth, but a blessing can touch a thousand after. Oh, come on. That is powerful. That means my children's 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 children. That means if I just get it right now. If I just get it right now, if I just change now, if I just do it now, mm. you'll, you'll never find that Zoe's great, great, great grandchildren talking about two potatoes and one can of baked beans. They'll be talking about how many buildings they bought. They'll be talking about a great, 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 Grandfather called Pastor Adrian Naidu, who did the right thing at the right time in the right place and set it straight for our generation. He didn't do what his father did or his grandfather did. He did what God told him to do and he set it straight. Come on, man. Is there anybody here tonight that's saying, hey, I'm going to set it straight in my generation. Shalom, when your boys, when your boys and their boys and their boys don't have to apply for car finance. They walk into Ferrari. And they say, I'll take it. How are you paying cash? Come on. Generational blessings. Think, when you become a sower, you think generationally. You don't do something for today. You do something long term. Sowing produces multiplication. And your return comes from God, not man. Are you listening to what I'm saying? He says this, now he provides what? Seed to the soul. And bread to eat. Second Corinthians, you will read that. Again. Your soil gives a commitment to return. 30, 60, and 100. You know what that scripture I read? Right in what that scripture says. That scripture says, you, Sandy, you sow, right? The soil tells you, before you walk away, you can expect 30, 60, 100. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying, what? It's telling you, the soil, the soil talk to you. It tell you, I'll give you 30, 60, 100 in as much as you have sown and much more. Not even a bank can tell you that. Not even a bank can tell you that. Come on, not even a business party can tell you that. I'll give you 30, 60, and 100 fold. According to and much more than what was sown. Amen? 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 You got to decide, am I a sower or am I a thrower? Am I a sower or am I a Forgive me for using uh, forgive me for using this analogy. 
but you can go buy koi fish that are a thousand rand a pop. True? They died. You lost one. Thousand bucks. That's if you bought one. True? You can go invest money in a stock exchange and it can crash tomorrow. How KPMG, a big company like that, is imploding. It's imploding. It's imploding. I watch the news. I like watching the news. And, and, and one, one man on, on, on news said this. He said, even if you were a good worker in, in KPMG, because you got KPMG on your CV, you'll be investigated before they employ you. I ask you, I ask you, what in this world is secure? I ask you, I ask you, which company is secure in this world? Which job is secure? Which business is secure? Which household is secure? Because let me tell you something. There are some homes you look at and you think, wow, I want to be like her. Oh, look at her husband, how her husband treats her. Oh, I want to be like him. Look at how his wife treats him. I want to be like them. I want to be like them. All of a sudden, you hear they're getting divorced. There is no relationship that's perfect. There is no home that's perfect. There is no business that's perfect. Nothing, nothing, nothing. But the Bible says, if you are planted and you are rooted in the house of God, you stand steadfast, unmovable. Oh, man. Neville, I am not the best man in the world. While everybody, and I know my congregation loves me to bits, but I am not the best man in the whole world. True story. And Pastor Lisa is not the best woman in the whole world. But the reason why we stay together 18 years is not because I'm obligated to her and she's obligated to me. We stay together because our love for each other is planted on the rock Christ Jesus. Are you listening to what I'm saying? And that's why no matter what comes our way, we remain together. Why? Because we realize that we are planted. And our roots go deep. Are you listening to what I'm saying? And sometimes, we, 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 just because we are throwers, just because we look at somebody, doesn't mean they're perfect, but it's only when you realize that you've got no pride. Some people tell me, Pastor, you share too much on the pulpit about your personal life. I've got nothing to hide. So what's the problem? I am who I am. If I've got money, you'll know it. If I've got nothing, you'll know it too. That's who I am. Go to another pastor if you want to act rich. I don't like acting rich. I like to be rich. Are you listening to what I'm saying? I don't like to act. What must I act? Sit in the restaurant. And... Don't order that. It's too expensive. Don't No. What act? Be who you are. I found that being yourself is the best thing. Telling the truth, you got nothing to remember. Are you listening to what I'm saying? It's important to be a sower, not a thrower. Don't be a thrower. Throwing money on things that, that don't bring a... a, a a reward. Last slide and I'm done because I can see some of you are perspiring. <laughs> Did I teach this thing good? Did I teach this thing good? I want you to understand that. Amen? Don't be like the one the sea, the sky is iron shame. I'm going to read a couple of scriptures and I'm done. Principle of living not in emotion, not emotional living. The principle living not Principle living, not? I can, tell you, I can tell you something. There are some people that didn't come to church tonight. Brooks, you know why? They saw the title of the sermon. I know my church, man. I know my church very well. 
<laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Ooh, you must edit the singing child before you put it up. <laughs> okay. Principle living, not emotion living. Those who sow in tears will reap with songs of joy. Amen? Some of you are crying now, but I can tell you, oh, you're going to reap with songs of joy. Somebody say amen. A wicked person, a wicked person earns deceptive wages, but one who sows righteousness reaps a sure reward. Whoever sows injustice reaps calamity, and the rod they wield in fury will be broken. Do not be deceived. Oh, man. Do not be deceived. You know that this scripture in context, Moses, I'll tell you, right? Don't tell anybody what I'm telling you. But this scripture, Galatians, in context, Paul is speaking about, he's saying, as a man of God, see this man of God here? He is talking as a man of God. And he's saying this here. He says, you're supposed to give back to the one who teaches you. You're supposed to reward the one who educates you. You're supposed to take care of the man of God. You're supposed to reward the one because he who's taught must return to the teacher. You understand? And some people still running from me for many years after I taught them much. I just tell, I'm just telling you, don't tell anybody else. Right? Don't tell anybody. Just talking to you, right? But Paul is then saying this, that even if you run away, be not deceived. God's not mocked. People want to know why God take care of me. Because I sow good seed. I sow into people's lives. Every day, I run to people who booted me. Ah. People who slapped me, I run back to them quick. Why? Because be not deceived. God is not mocked as a man sows. So shall he. Hmm? Hmm? Look at what he's saying. he's saying. He's saying, as a man sows, so shall he reap. And then he says here, whoever sows to please their flesh, from their flesh will reap destruction. From, from where, where will they receive the destruction? Where? Whose flesh? Can I just tell you something quickly? Five minutes. Can you take more five minutes? Let's take five minutes. No? Just give me five minutes. Right? Five minutes. Who bit Eve? Who bit Eve? The snake never bit her. No, 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 no. No, no, no. I'll just give you this for free. The snake never bit her. Can I tell you something? She bit. She bit. Something that has a natural instinct to bite you. Sees no need to bite you. Because you'll bite yourself. Ah. All, the, all the snake does on the Vasi is talk to her. About something that he, the Bible says, be sure your sins will find you out. Yeah. Meaning, be sure you'll bite yourself. Yeah. Ah. Walk out of here and tell me, tell somebody, oh, he's all about money. You're biting yourself. Yeah. So who believe? She bit herself. Who's, what, who's biting you out of things? You are biting yourself. Come on, come on, come on. Who's not getting the stuff? Don't blame them, they're cursing you. No. <laughs> you 
cursing yourself. Because you taking seed and you eating it. You're standing and the heavens are closed. But that's why the Bible says, be sure your sins will find out. Because if, imagine a snake, Elrond, a snake. Don't bite her. Talks to her. Talks to her. When a cow can eat a cow. Cows are not carnivores. You know that. I heard T. Jake say that. He said, when a cow can eat a cow. He said, then you know something is really wrong. Because cows eat grass. They don't eat meat. <laughs> and when you start eating things that you are never supposed to. When you start going into your tide. When you start, you start discriminating and saying, oh, church is all about money. Church is all about money. I heard somebody say to me on Sunday, I can't remember who it was, that said to me on Sunday, they said, you know, Pastor, what you said about the Hindus are so true. But, but listen to what, what this person said, that even the poorest of the poor will never enter the temple without some fruit. Am I right, ma? Am I right, ma? They will never enter the temple without some fruit in their tray. They won't go if they got no fruit. But church, come as you are. Come as you are. Come as you are. The minute I start talking about apples, people say, oh, money. Oh, what? Money. Money. But yet you gave the apples there. Come on. Come on. Somebody asked me why the Muslims are so successful. Go and ask the Muslims where they spend most of their money, Kuben. You know, they don't spend their money on, on, on uh, the, the, the ratio of what they spend on themselves versus what they spend on the house of God. Far out, the, what they spend on the house of God far outweighs what they spend on themselves. I'm going too deep on this thing. Remember this. Whoever sows sparingly will also what? Reap sparingly. And whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Genesis 8 verse 22 and I'm done. While the earth remains, sea time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, day and night shall not cease. Why did I put that there? Because whether you like it or not, while the earth remains, there will always be sea time and harvest. It's not me. It's not me. It's a principle. And if you want to live via a principle and receive the goodness of God, then you live watching over the seed that God has given you. And you do the right thing with that seed. And it's not only about money, it's also relationships. If, if, if relationships don't go through yourself with everybody, choose the people that you can sow into, that you can invest into. I always tell people, Darren was one of them. He, he said to me, he said, he said, Dad, I want to be your son. I said, then you got a problem. I told him, then you have a problem. Didn't I tell you that? I said, because you don't know what you ask. Because if you're going to be my son, I'm going to be in your face. If you're going to be my son, I'm going to tell you off. I'm going to get into your heart. I'm going to see when you are going wrong. And I'm going to chastise you. And then I replied to him again. After I said that, I said, do you really want to be my son? And luckily, he replied, he said, please, you have access. What does access mean? Access means you give me access to sow. And when I sow, your soil has to birth the harvest. Are you listening to him say? So, so I, I thought that you should be blessed tonight. I thought that you should hear that word tonight. 
and, and go home and mull over it. If you need my notes, I'll give you my notes, no problem. But mull over it. What am I throwing away, Lord? Where is the bucket leaking in my house? Where is the bucket leaking in my business? Where is the bucket leaking? Where is it leaking? Why am I in this place today? Why am I, am, am I, am I where I am today? Why? Could it be that you are a thrower, not a sower? And you never graduated to being a sower. You remain a thrower. I want you to graduate tonight. I want you to graduate. And say, Lord, today I declare that I will become a sower. And when I become a sower, you will give seed to the sower. When, I, when he gives you seed, he'll give you rain before you even plant your seed. That's what he's saying. I'll give you rain. He said, I'll give you bread to yield fruit. I'll do everything for you just before you do it. Just because you're obedient.